Mining Matters, unearthing our nation's mineral wealth. Good evening and welcome to Mining Matters. I am Mona Lisa Dube and this evening we're going to be focusing on women in mining. Now, as you know, a gov- the government has a 12 billion US dollar target by 2023, which is two years from now, by the way. And we do know that women have been contributing towards mining and we just want to find out this evening about just how much contribution are they making, some of the hurdles that they face, some of the myths that we hear about women that are in mining and for this conversation i am joined by the outgoing vice president at the zimbabwe minerals federation lindy Mpofu. now uh something that lindy was just explaining to me is that uh the vice president desk is the one that is focusing mostly on women at the zmf hence it was appropriate to have her on the program thank you so much lindy for making time for us this evening Thank you very much, Manelisa, for having me. All right, so maybe tell us more about, I know you were just telling me off air how uh, you have created a women's desk within the Zimbabwe Miners Federation. So maybe if you can explain just how big it is, uh, how much work you've been doing in the past years, when you created it, etc. Well, actually, the women's desk was already part of the ZMF constitution. So ZMF basically, um, in terms of structures, has its president, who is currently Ms. Henrietta Rushaya, who is the president, and um, two vice presidents, one male, one female, and the female was overseeing basically the women's quarter desk. So all the women in the different provinces, um, through the chairpersons who sit in the different provinces, would then escalate their issues over to my desk as vice or over women affairs. Um, within our new constitution, we are going to be having a national women's uh, secretary who is going to be over the different provinces across Zimbabwe, who is going to be responsible um, for all the women affairs issues in, in terms of mining. So under the Zimbabwe Miners Federation, I am the last um, vice president, so to speak, sitting as women's quota um, as our constitution has now changed over. So what percentage? I know that you're the outgoing vice president uh, and, you know, you were just telling me also that you have elections that are happening and you have a probably new structure that is going to come. What is the percentage? Can you give us a percentage of some of your members within the ZMF or compared to the men and the women? What ratio is there right now of people that are actually in mining? Well, we have a very healthy ratio of women. I'd like to just put it out there that approximately 50% of the miners in the country are actually women, um, basically serving in different roles and processes within the mining um, that takes place across the different provinces. The Mabe Miners Federation actually oversees 1.5 million miners across the country. Um, basically, those who are formalized, some who are not formalized. Therefore, we are on an active drive to ensure that all the miners across Zimbabwe actively enroll and become formalized. So in that um, ratio, we do have a healthy ratio of women. And also within the Federation, women are um, well represented as most of our chairpersons across the provinces are also women so have they been any um you indicated that you have probably 50 50 percent are you certain of this or you're just using an estimate from the top of your head 
No, no, no. I'm definitely certain. I know that there have been various reports giving us figures like 10%, but these are old reports. Please note. Currently, where we stand as Zimbabweans, um, 1.5 million um, indigenous Zimbabweans are currently actively mining in this country. And more or less 50% of that figure is actually women. And, you know, participating in the different processes of the actual mining you know basically we're ranging from actual mining to some that are processing to some that are hiring out equipment this is across the value chain for mining we are actively involved and have very good representation so what have been some of the concerns i know you said that you now have a women's desk when it comes to and you've been dealing with women in mining um for 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 a while what have been some of the concerns and constraints as far as women in mining is concerned the excitement about the women's desk that's been formed within the ministry is actually because of the issues surrounding um, issues around death and legacy issues in terms of, you know, if someone's husband has passed away and the mine has been actively left to uh, the wife of the of the person who may have passed away, there have been issues of male counterparts within the same area trying to overtake or overpower. Um, the woman who has acquired that mine. And we've had lots of issues of, you know, um, people coming across with machetes. Obviously, that whole issue at one time was rife, but I'm happy to say that that's been brought more or less under control. But obviously, it's violence against women. So those type of issues have led to us requiring a, a, a woman's desk that we can go and actively put in complaints directly with the ministry surrounding the claims issues. There's also always uh, claim disputes that need to be reported or need to be dealt with um, a little quicker, hopefully by developing a desk that specifically deals with women and youth as well as people with disabilities. It will help in terms of processing the claims faster because as you know, a lot of them are also directly the breadwinners of their households and things have always been um, a little more difficult for women. As you know, Zimbabwe is a very patriarchal society, so it does um, leave a lot of um, you know, for a lack of a better word, a lot of stress and pressure for the females who are actively seeking to mine and for one reason or another can't actively access their mine. So, so these women that you speak about, I think you indicated a number of issues that you uh, highlighted in your response just now, but maybe I can deal with them as we go. One of the issues that you highlighted oh. is legacy issues. And you spoke about how they are looking to get an inheritance if their husband passes away. Is that the normal arrangement right now where women are in mining in partnership with their husbands or most of them or some of them are actually standalone miners who are at the top of the situation well majority i would say would have been actively mining with their husbands but there's definitely a large number that are standalone or in active groups of women in cooperatives so um it just pretty much depends on the situation and um what the problem is regarding the claim and in terms of safety, you also spoke about safety. How have they been managing? You indicated the issue to do with the machete gangs. Have women been targets? How have they been handling this? How have they been keeping safe? Well, we had actively put out reports to the different flora fauna units across the provinces to actively report um, any activities that have been taking place, particularly on sites where there are women, obviously asking for a little more security. We have recently taken on um, 
the role of mitigating between large-scale miners as well as small-scale miners to get mining blocks from the larger mines that will just be specifically allocated to women or have mining women blocks, so to speak. And that will facilitate for women. And obviously these will become safe haven areas for women to be able to actively mine and work and operate without disturbance. And what are your concerns as a um, as a body, as a Zimbabwe Miners Federation body? What are some of your concerns? Do you think that the current policies in the country are favorable towards women and they actually enable them to be the best version of themselves in the mining sector? Currently, unfortunately, the policies do not represent um, very well on behalf of women. So this is an area that we're actively trying to focus on. I'm sure Jessica, as the incoming um, National Women's Secretary, will be looking into this matter um, very, you know, very deeply, simply for the reason that without strong policies that support our, sorry, sorry about that, it's extremely difficult for women to progress now we need things like training programs we need um support in terms of government involvement um you know with the current release of epos uh, luckily zmf has taken an active role in terms of um being in the forefront of negotiating with the epo holders to allow for small-scale miners to actively mine on these uh, lands and also the lands that will be given back to government um, will also be able to be accessed by small-scale miners and a healthy number of those will be women. So in terms of policies, we definitely need to look into stronger policies that will support women growth within uh, mining operations. And what has been the acceptance, Lindiwe, uh, in terms of accepting women in this uh, maybe now, like you say, we're approaching 50% or we are at 50%, but this has been predominantly a male space where uh, it's the men that are out there, whether it's in the large scale or it's in the small scale, and now women are coming up. And obviously, we are being, um, being drawn back by the lack of policies like you highlighted. Have they been uh, accepted into the the system, uh, the men that you work with, maybe not necessarily within the institution of the Zimbabwe Miners Federation, but actually in the field? Are men welcoming that women are actually into mining now? Look, we still um, experience quite a number of challenges because of cultural beliefs that still exist within the different provinces and different areas. Um, you know, as you know, it is considered in some areas that it's a taboo for women to actively mine. But I'd like to say that great strides have been made in terms of covering this and, um, you know, negotiations with the different uh, chiefs and the, within the different areas to allow for women to actively mine. So there has been the acceptance for women is a lot better than previously. And of course, with the um, current president being a woman herself within the Miners Federation, there's a lot more acceptance for women, um, you know, actively mining. And like I say, within our different provinces, we actually have women chairmen, women who are the current sitting chairs. So it helps in terms of how the men are allowing for us to integrate within the mining space. 
you are right to say that there are a lot of myths around women in mining, and you highlighted that uh, some women, there are myths that women are not allowed, there is a taboo to be actively involved in mining. But I've also heard myths that women are actually not allowed to be on mining sites, whether they are mining or they are not mining, but apparently it, um, it's not accepted in certain cultural beliefs. Have you encountered this in your relations and in your work that you do? Yes, a lot of the time we have um, continuously uh, been confronted with those type of issues. But like I say, ultimately, it's all about the discussions and the negotiations that look at the end of the day, um, you know, it's been proven that women have mined and gold has been found in areas where women were supposedly not supposed to mine or the different um, cultural beliefs have been exercised in terms of the cultural um, requirements carried out by the chiefs within the area and to allow for the women to be on the sites. So like I say, I think we've made great strides in terms of um, overcoming the previous beliefs that we are not welcome on mine sites and that gold disappears if we are on on um, on site or that women in their monthly um, in their monthlies are not allowed on site. All of that we've slowly managed to overcome. So, like I said, that and in and in the next uh, coming years, it will be even more so because of the fact that we will have areas that are allocated specifically for women across um, the mining provinces. So, for those who own their own claims, there's a larger number of women that are signing up for their own claims. There's a large number of women that will be actively mining on the different. Um, blocks that will be set aside for them so i'm sure this will help with dispelling all the myths that have previously been existing do you have a time frame on when you're looking to achieve this it's difficult to put a time frame on anything in africa <laughs> we hope that's not a good thing yeah unfortunately it's not a good thing but look we have to do the best that we can do in the best possible time and like i say we, we don't really have um figures so to say or, or specific numbers in terms of what we overcome or what we think we'll overcome but the bottom line is that the more presence of women on the field and the more presence of women in leadership um, roles will certainly help dispel all these uh you know these mystical uh, beliefs but 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 Lindway, as zmf obviously you have some targets that you have i know that most of these issues do not necessarily are, are not necessarily your choice to make or your decision to make but obviously you do have targets and goals that you're working towards and you did say that you're looking to have specific minds that are dedicated to women that are in mining so I ask again the question, do you have specific target or goals that you're looking to achieve this within the country as ZMF? What is within your control you know, and what you are hoping to achieve? I repeat, it's extremely difficult for me to box a time frame simply because it is not within our own range to fix this. Obviously, we're dealing with cultural beliefs of certain sects of people, different beliefs across the province. So although we may anticipate that, you know, in a certain area would like to see an increase of women minors by, let's say, be it 20%, if we know the percentage we have in that specific area, we may have targets that look, we'd like to place, you know, at least 20% of the current quota that is existent. There's still going to be a lot of pressure and a lot of pushback, because remember that these are based on negotiations with the different um, chiefs, depending on who is pushing this agenda. 
So this is why I'm saying that for us, really, we would like to see a 100% increment in terms of women actively being accepted within the different provinces and the different areas. But because this is sort of a new, although I've been in the role for three months, sort of pushing the agenda that, look, I mean, for three years, pushing the agenda that let's accept women and allow for them to actively mine. It's still very much male dominated in terms of how they feel they'll accept women into their areas. You'll still get the harassment here and there. You'll still get the pushback here and there. And people will have to go in and hold the necessary negotiations. The cultural um, beliefs will have to be exercised within that area. From there, we'll have to get the women back on the site and hope that we can try and mitigate the violence or the harassment that may then take place. So when all that is happening, you know, certain people aren't strong enough to 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 withstand all of that in terms of, you know, just the pressure and everything that you go through to achieve that. So this is why I'm saying that in terms of numbers, we can only really give that once we have pushed the agenda in the areas. And like I say, these blocks are only being released now moving forward so we don't i don't have any specific figures to give in terms of how successful are we in the blocks where we have placed the women minors we've only just received um license to be able to negotiate for women mining blocks on the epos we've only just started the negotiations with the large-scale miners in terms of acquiring land that can be accessible to women so this is why i'm saying that in terms of stats i would be hard pressed to give you numbers that um that that it's very interesting that you say that that uh, the the circumstances or the situations are actually making it difficult to give you time frames as to when you can achieve actually making sure that women penetrate within these markets and in mining but um there's something that you i need to follow up on you spoke about how there is harassment uh in harassment towards women in mining and you actually further on to say that some actually do not cannot stand the heat of all this pressure have you had women uh, that have quit mining because of all this patriarchy and this harassment and uh, all this uh, not being welcomed within the sector have you have encounters of women that actually quit and decide to venture into something else Definitely, we've had cases of women that have decided to um, reassess their interest due to the harassment that they've endured or that they've come across. But like I said, now that they know that there's somebody actively fighting on their behalf and there is going to be a woman's desk set up at the ministry, there are flora fauna units across the country that they can go and actively report to and be heard. I think that um, the situation is a little more acceptable in terms of how far they can actually go in terms of getting assistance. Previously, because it wasn't highlighted or really concentrated on, it was difficult for these issues to be brought to the forefront. But now everyone is aware and everybody, like I said, is aware that, look, the the leader of the at the helm of the Federation is a woman. So there is obviously impartiality, you know, for lack of a better word to say that, there's definitely being strides made to assist women in every possible way.
a controversial one, I might add.、Uh, but、mm-hmm. yeah, we are happy that we have women that are at the helm of these organizations. This is My Name Matters. I am Onelisa Dube, and this evening I'm joined by Lindi Wemupofu, who is the outgoing vice president at the Zimbabwe Miners Federation, and we're talking about the role of women in mining and just assessing some of the issues that they have been experiencing and looking at the policies that are there to support women. And Lindi, we're here. I just indicated that as a ZMF, they do. They're of the opinion that the policies currently are not doing as much to actually protect women. Now, Lindy, where COVID-19 came, it hit a lot of sectors、um, across the world, and I know that、uh, eventually mining was given an exemption、uh, as to continue operations due to its contribution of core currency in the country. To what extent did COVID-19、uh, affect mining operations in Zimbabwe? Definitely, to a large extent, because I mean, COVID comes with with a lot of stringent measures that are required to be followed.、Um, but I am happy to say that the government was very responsive in terms of assisting the miners and also allowing for us to have exemption to continue with operations while the lockdown was in、um, progress. So, you know, initially. You know, a little. Our figures did go down in terms, I think, of production, but we have been able to see an increase in terms of what's being delivered to Fidelity. So it 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 has been.、Um, look, you know, like you just said, rightfully, that there has been unfortunately a big hit on all the economies across the world due to COVID. Let's talk about gold leakages and smuggling, Lindyway.、Um, the Fidelity printers actually did highlight that there have been a decline of deliveries at some point because they assume that most of the deliveries are either being smuggled or they are being、uh, leaked somewhere through illicit financial flows or the power market or unauthorized markets. Also, because Fidelity Printers is the only、uh, legal buyer and seller of gold in the country, how have you been dealing with this issue of、um, leakages and smuggling? As a ZMF, have you been very deliberate about it? Because some of the stories that we've been hearing,、uh, ZMF is at the center of it. ZMF is not at the center of any smuggling. And in terms of what we can do, we're an organisation who stand for what has to be what we put forward to assist miners. In terms of leakages in the country, I believe that role really falls on the shoulders of the authorities of this country, those that are responsible for security, where they feel that the leakages are actually are actively taking place. I believe that they would be the people who would be、um, rightfully asked that question because they're responsible. For the leakages within the country, if、um, there's a leakage through the airport, then there has to be better or tighter security there. If there are leakages at the different borders across the country, then something has to be done in terms of reassessing the type of security they have there. But do you not have systems within the federation where you promote、uh, legal practices and、uh, practices that are above board? All gold goes to Fidelity, and as a federation, we encourage all miners to take the gold to Fidelity. You, and you never had instances where、uh, that gold has not been taken to Fidelity that you are aware of. Look, we are. Are aware that there's definitely leakages taking place across the country, but again, I believe that it is the authorities who should be looking into that. We, as a federation, can only push our miners to follow the legal、um, route 
of how gold should be traded because there are fidelity buyers out in the different provinces who collect the gold and take it to fidelity or miners who go directly to fidelity to hand it in i mean it's well understood that fidelity is the legal trading route for all gold in the country so in terms of um the legalities around leakages and what we can do as a federation we can only prompt and ensure that our miners are well aware of the process of whatever mineral they are mining to say that we can now be responsible to say that nothing can pass through the country borders i think that's taking it a bit far there there are structures in place in every country for what is the responsible um channel for whatever should be looked into surrounding those issues right as we as we wrap up the conversation lindy way um i did say at the beginning of mm-hmm. the program and that i'm sure you're aware of this that uh yes. the, the country has a target of uh, the mining sector being worth 12 billion us dollars by 2023 which is around the corner and um in your assessment how are we how are we doing as a country in achieving this target I think we're slowly getting there simply because we've had some big investors come in and some expansions take place in terms of the different mining investments across the country. So in terms of are we moving in the right direction? Yes, we are. There are still a lot of hiccups, however, that still need to be overcome in terms of we need to reassess certain policies in terms of small scale miners being actively able to contribute to that goal. I think for the large scale miners, there have been um, active uh, processes put in place to enable them to meet uh, the, the quotas that have been set. So as and, and as a, a sector, I think we're pushing really hard in terms of trying to achieve that. And it is achievable because Zimbabwe has got a very large mineral um, table. You know, more than half of the minerals found on the table are available in Zimbabwe. And what so role there is do no you reason. see women playing in this? To what extent do you see them contributing towards this target? I definitely see them playing a very strong role in terms of if they are, they will be able to access the mining blocks. And like I said, we'll probably be able to give more figures in terms of what their contribution is in the months and the years to come moving forward, because we will have areas that are now properly documented in terms of what is being um, handed over to Fidelity. On that note, we wrap up this episode of Mining Matters. Thank you so much for your time uh, this evening. Uh, she is the outgoing vice president at the Zimbabwe Miners Federation. Thank you so much, Lidu and Paul, for, for your time. We appreciate you for coming through this evening. Thank you very much for having me. I totally enjoyed that. All right, now that's it on Mining Matters. I'm Mona Lisa Dube. I'm back on the news desk tomorrow morning. Have a pleasant evening. My, my, my mining matters unearthing our nation's mineral wealth